Just a warning that this episode discusses challenging topics such as suicide and addiction, which may be triggering for some. If you or anyone else you know is struggling, please reach out for help. You are not alone, and you can find links to resources in the show notes. This past March, we lost my brother to suicide. It was and continues to be a challenging time in both my personal and family life and the lives of so many that love Dave so much. To carry on his memory, we continue to think and talk about him. This show is to celebrate and honor his memory as a brother, friend, and influencer. Dave was instrumental in forming both my and his friend's relationships with music. He was also an incredible and natural musician. Today, we're going to talk to three of Dave's friends and find out what music inspires them to think about my brother. Okay, folks, welcome to the Tingles. I am your host, one of your hosts, Bob Mills, and with my other host, my brother from another mother, Mike McDonald. Mike, what's going down? This is it. Just hanging out on a podcast. Just, it's been a while since it's we've been, been together. Yeah, I had to blow the dust off the mic and clear the cobwebs out, the tumbleweeds and everything, but here we are. We're back. I've missed you more than I'd like to admit, but I have missed you, and it's good to it's good to see your your beautiful face again. The mood, like the lighting. voice. Yeah, I do. I do. And the lighting you've got in your room, it's really, it's really bringing out the, yeah. the best side of your face. Well, I have a new lamp in here, so I'm trying it out. So we'll see how it goes. I'm, I might have to get one of those ring lights, though, for my uh, for, for these shots face. for my face. Yeah, bring out the blue in my eyes and the black circles under them too. Really highlights <laughs> and accentuates those. You look, you look just exhausted. I don't know if it's the, <laughs> you know, you can go to like Home Depot and you can get like the different kid temperature bulbs. It's like, you've got the one that's just, it's just blowing you. <laughs> the fourth ring of hell. Yeah. <laughs> Excuse me, sir. Do you have the fourth ring of hell? I'll take, I'll take, yeah, I'll take, I'll take two of those for, for, for my bedroom. <laughs> Are they LED? Are they power saving bulbs? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> they make you look like shit, but they save a lot of power. So. Yeah. Um, anyways, we're back. It's great to see you. It's good to be, uh, to be doing this again and get connected to music again. Uh, for those who don't know, um, my family experienced the tragedy of losing my brother uh, three months ago, and we're still we're still reeling around that and coming to terms with it. But um, it's a part of uh, part of the good thing about it is uh, it's brought me a lot closer to my brother's friends, and uh, and I'm excited about that. And so today for the tingles, we wanted to bring on some of my brother's best friends to talk about some of the music that um, that sort of Dave. Uh, that reminds them of Dave. Uh, me personally, my experience in music, I mean, spawns a lot from my brother's uh, natural abilities as a drummer. As a teenager, he was an incredible, incredible drummer. He could just sit down and play in bands and it was sort of mesmerizing and he just had this natural ability. So for me and for my friends, we we witnessed sort of Dave and and a few of his buddies starting bands and that's sort of what got us into music originally. Um, and so with all of this, we've got, we've got a good spectrum of Dave's high school buddies here with us tonight. We're going to introduce a couple of them and then uh, three of them. And, uh, and then we can talk about how, how, how they met Dave and all the, the good memories that they have and some music that, that reminds, uh, them of him. So let's get it started. We'll start, uh, we got in one corner, we've got, uh, my a neighbor across the street. I grew up with this guy and uh, we've become close over the last few years. Chris Hodgkiss, otherwise known as Hodge. How are you today? Hey, Bob, uh, doing great and happy to be here. It's great. It's great to have you. How did you 
let's talk about the day you met Dave Mills. So I grew up in Sackville, had a rat tail. Uh, <laughs> you know what? I'm, I'm okay to admit that now. Yes. It, was a, it was a different time. But my parents wanted to get out of there and, and move closer. My dad worked at St. Mary's University. So we moved on to Canary Crescent when I was eight years old. And uh, I remember we were unpacking our stuff. And your brother came over. And uh, he was just like, hey, do you want to wrestle? <laughs> and like, I, I didn't <laughs> know this kid, but he was staring at me. And the kid had a smile. Like, he had his classic little like smile. So I didn't, you know, I just felt like he wanted to mess around and play. And we just both started rolling around in the front lawn. And then your mom or my mom, I forget who came out and just said, boys, that's enough. What are you guys doing? And I remember he just got up and said, okay, you're cool, man. I'll call you tomorrow. I'll see you later or something like that. I don't know the exact <laughs> details of the story, but it was along those lines. And you know, then the rest is history. How about the, that's That's a good initiation, a canary initiation. And yeah, I, I actually yeah. think I remember your rat tail, which is awesome too. So <laughs> What about you? What about you, Jay? We got Jay McDonald in another corner. Classic Dave Mills friend. What's uh, how? How did you guys meet? What's the story? I don't remember exactly, but it would be the summer of grade eight. Uh, me, Ryan, Mike Sheehan, a couple other guys. We were we were in Grosvenor Wentworth at that time, and yeah. then the junior highs amalgamated that year. So all the grade nines in that area, Rockingham, and the Grosvenor guys. We're all going to be Rockinghammers. So I'm pretty sure that summer we all got together and just kind of said, hey, we're going to be a crew. We started drinking Tremont Park pretty yeah. much that summer. And then that, the rest is history from there. The rest is, is that when the, is, is that the RBAP? Is that, would that be the first? Definitely the roots started, started yeah. right, right, right about then. Yeah. And for those, the listeners who do not know, the RBAP uh, stands for the Rockingham Badass Posse. And is still um, it's still thought of to, by many this day. I think it's the it is the original and probably the only like crew that is still remembered from Rockingham. So mad respect, mad respect. Uh, ben Keen, we got Ben in the other corner. Ben, uh, tell us a little bit about your connection with Dave. Thanks, uh, thanks, Bob. Um, yes, yeah, so I remember the first day I met Dave. I will remember it's, it was the first day of high school. Um, I was fresh off a great summer. Uh, the Habs had just won their most recent Stanley Cup in 1993. Right. It was the first day of grade 10 math class. Um, I didn't know anybody in the class, but I had recognized Dave from uh, Youth World Dances uh, from grade 9. So I sat next to him, and um, I remember that the math teacher came in, and uh, if anybody knows Mr. Wolf from um, Halifax West High School, he was a bit of a disheveled-looking character. Uh, Dave looked at me, and uh, it within bewilderment when the uh, he looked at me and the, he said, "Why is the why is the janitor teaching us math class?" <laughs> 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 so I cracked up at that, um, and I mean, we were fast friends from there on. We discovered our interests in music and sports and girls and general silliness. So that was that was my initiation to first formally meeting David Mills. <laughs> Man. The the uh, the one liners like the ridiculous one liners that <laughs> came from Dave's direction, all the time. It was all constant, the all the time. Mike, let's you you've met my well, you've known my brother for a long time. So what about you? I, I would say the first time I met Dave was would have been through you, um, because you guys are all a bit younger than I am. So uh, I I wouldn't have known you guys through the neighborhood. I, I when I went through uh, school the Rockinghammers all kept to themselves. The Grosvenor people kept to themselves. The Clayton Park people sort of kept to themselves. So you, you didn't, we didn't really cross over as much uh, until sort of late in high school. Um, so I met Dave through, through you. 
And probably um, one of the first memories I have of Dave, we were in the backyard at your parents' house and it may have been like your engagement party, yeah, I think, or something, uh, some kind of a coming out party for you anyway. And, <laughs> yeah. and Dave was there. And somehow we got talking about this VHS movie that he either owned or used to rent like ad nauseum about <laughs> skateboarding. And he was talking about the skateboard movie that he used to watch all the time. And he was quoting it like he was going through. He basically, over the course of probably 45 minutes, gave me the entire movie summary and uh, and probably didn't stop talking. I don't even know if he took a breath for the, the whole 45 minutes. And he told me the whole story about this movie and how funny it was. And I don't know if it was meant to be a funny movie, but he certainly found a lot of humor in the movie. And it was this whole thing about these guys skateboarding and they had a gang and or maybe it was BMX bikes. The skateboarding and BMX, I think, was in there, too. There was BMXing and stuff. Anyway. That was the first time I really kind of got to know Dave's sense of humor was uh, at this, I think it was an engagement party and him telling me this story about the, uh, this movie, this VHS movie that he had watched many, many, many times. So you guys are all probably familiar with this movie. I think I, if I had to guess and, I, and I'm guessing there was one, it was the search for Chow Lin or something like that. It was like, I, I don't know if it was the bones brigade or something. Anyways, he, Dave, yes. Dave was like a skateboarder, right? Like, yeah. He was probably one of the first people around that was skating. And I remember he was pretty good. Like he was pretty naturally good at everything that he would, he would do. And, um, I tried skateboarding once. I thought, oh, my brother is way cooler than me. I'm going to try skateboarding. And so we were in England at the time and, and he was like, we got to go to this skate park. And my dad would always, he'd take us wherever we wanted to go. So we ended up across like, like this bristol probably across bristol into this like bowl like the skate bowl and with graffiti everywhere and i'm like i've never like dropped in on a, anything before <laughs> this was my first time and then you know dave does a few like rips on it uh and i think it was probably his first time and he didn't manage to like kill himself i like dropped in you know like you put your like tail at the top and then just try and drop it. And, and I fall flat on my ass and I'm crying and I, I go off on my own. <laughs> and that was it. That was my skateboarding. That was like, that was pretty much my career in a nutshell. But Dave kept going. He was pretty good at that stuff. You guys, I think rocking hammers, you guys were always sort of doing sort of that kind of shit. Were you a skater too? Chris? I sucked at skateboarding. I sucked at you skateboarding. You weren't. Yeah, I tried it. Our hill was pretty steep. I wiped out hard, scratched up my knees. I was like, no, fuck that. I can't remember that movie though, Mike. I got to figure that out. I'm trying to, I, I think I have a couple ideas. I'll have to look it, that it, up. It might have been, it, something tells me that it was um, a, a movie that had like a recurring, like this group. And maybe it was this Bones Brigade. Is that what you call it? Like maybe it was this okay, group that, that were they in multiple movies? Like they might have had other movies, like. Uh, kind of like kind of like the babysitter's club but for boys you know so you, it was a group that were out solving mysteries or solving crimes or something but they and it was a really cheesy movie too by the sounds of things and uh anyway it was something that he watched a lot yeah well he's he a watched, huge tony hawk fan yeah huge tony hawk fan i i think um i'll have to look it up anyways we won't we won't get lost in and in, in the amount of movies that dave would uh continually watch <laughs> because there's a lot of them and he was big into he was big into anything the skateboarding b, stuff. b rated b rated movies <laughs> yeah b rated <laughs> or worse he was into anything yeah. shit anything yeah. shit that dave would be he would totally be into i mean even up until like you know, the last few years I'd come into mom and dad's house and he'd be like, Bob, you gotta come watch this thing. He'd like, come watch this, come watch this. And I'd stand behind him and I'd be he'd be losing it. And I'd be like, this is funny, Dave. This is funny. But that was, that was his taste. Right. So like, actually 
speaking of taste, like I'm looking forward to hearing like the music that sort of uh, you guys gravitated towards when you were thinking about this. Cause Dave and my music, like we're, we're sort of opposite ends of the spectrum. Like he ripped my taste in music when he toasted me at my wedding. Like he basically hates Radiohead and I love Radiohead and, uh, and he loves like Motley Crue and I'm not the biggest fan of Motley Crue. So, but this will be fun because I think we'll get a bit, get a chance, chance to see what was like, like on the outside with you guys. And I think for me, the therapeutic thing about all of this and talking to you guys and like over the last little while, I'm talking to so many people uh, since, since Dave died was, has just been the sort of impactful things and bonds that he had with other people. And that, that I, I think as a family member, you know, an immediate family member, it's different, right? Like you just sort of have your, you have your spectrum of, of what Dave is like and, and who Dave is from the inside. But when you go outside, it's like, it's fascinating to hear these stories and get these stories um, from, from you guys, from people that he's been working with and like people that he's just met like on a whim or I've got, I've got emails come and messages coming over from England from people that knew him over there. And it's just like endless. So it's really cool. And it's, it's really great to, to hear all those. So I'm pumped. It'll be great. It'll be great to do this. And I'm sure Dave will be, would be, would be really excited to, to think that we are. So we'll get it rolling. Why don't we start from, why don't we start with you Hutch? Cause you're, you're, um, well, you win in proximity of where you grew up and you also had a rat tail. So if we don't, if we don't let you go. <laughs> I can't believe I said that. Um, if we don't let you go, I'm, I'm worried. I'm always worried about people with rat tails. So like you get to go. <laughs> you know what? I wish my parents saved that. That'd been funny if you yes. had a book. <laughs> Chris's rat tail from. Uh, it's up on the bookshelf. Yeah. 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 The shadow um, box. <laughs> yeah, the shadow box on the wall. So so funny picking these songs. Like I, I quickly had 20 songs and I wanted to pick songs that actually had a story attached, kind of like you guys just said, right? Like, because like all of these songs, some of them are going to seem silly, but like it just, they'll bring us back or bring me back. And I'm sure Jane Ben too, to that time with Dave. And, you know, that's why we wanted to do things that way. So I guess if I'm going to go first out of all the songs that I had, it's funny, he said he didn't like Radiohead, but there was one Radiohead song that he did like and he played in our band in high school that he actually sang. Yeah. So why don't we start with uh, Preet by Radiohead and it was the first song your brother sang in front of a, a stage and I had pictures of that and I, I hope someone had recorded that because like uh, he should have been a singer. Like uh, like Dave really did have that that talent that when he sang and, and did that stuff, everyone watched and listened. So I'll uh, I'll leave it at that until the end of the song. All right, let's do it. Chris, talk us through that. Like, I mean, I'm yeah, I'm really interested to hear about like the connection to that song, also with you, with with him performing. Because I always just assumed he always played drums, but he was singing as well, right? He did. Uh, I texted you guys the picture. Yeah. At that right. moment, was him hitting the high note in that song? Like that was that exact moment in that exact song uh, at uh, at the West when we played. I don't even remember why we played. It was like a 
Battle of the Bands or or something like that where we had to perform. But he was adamant on on playing that song. We'd practice it all the time, and then he'd get up. But you could see him just kind of like just let go and just like he he really would he could really scream it out and really hit the notes and we really pushed him to sing. And he, from then on, he just kind of shied away from it a little bit. And, you know, he was a good drummer and he loved playing the drums, but it, it just brings back that memory of our band and him just letting loose. And I don't know, I can see it like it was yesterday. I don't know. Were you and uh, were you there, Jay and Ben? Were you guys at that when we were playing? I, I was, the, I was there. I remember it going on. I was not, not on the stage. Obviously I was in the crowd. I don't, it was something like not a battle of the bands, but it was something like that, like school, bands getting together for whatever i don't know if it was for a charity or something but it was an event and yeah no i remember that show jay what do you what do you recall from like uh jay from from your um because you know for us like we had a band in high school and there was always people that you know weren't in the band but were always with us there was always were you one of those guys were you always with these guys when they were playing? oh yeah 100 percent. like if we were jamming at hodges or at your folks place in the basement i was i was always there it was like without a doubt at that same event, I was there. I was backstage. Mark Fiander, all of us were just, right. Yeah, and then they used, we used to jam on. I think they used to give us free reign to the music room upstairs at the school. Like, just let us have it on like every Thursday night or something, Hodge. And we used to just yep. go there and just com- get completely annihilated <laughs> on the weeknight at the school and just jam up there all night and just party like on a weeknight at the school. That's true. The janitor would always let us into his like little special back room there. It was the janitor that let us in. Yeah. 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 Did you guys all play in a band together or is it multiple well, incarnations of the band? I didn't play. I didn't play sing or anything. I just loved music and these guys loved music and I loved being around when they played music. They were all quite talented. I mean, Finder, Hodgkiss, Dixon played an excellent guitar, uh, Dave on drums, Hodgkiss on guitar. Like you guys had a good band. I mean, <laughs> They were fun to hang out with. Was it was it multiple incarnations of the band with with different members coming and going, or did you just sort of have the same group all the way through? It was pretty much the same group going through. Once in a while, we'd kind of switch things up. Someone might come in for a little bit, but like mm. it was just the same, just the same guys. Yeah, same core. Yeah. And did you guys have a have a name? Did you get that far to actually have a band name? We had a oh, few, yeah. but none of them really stuck. One of them was called the Schlegels. Which, <laughs> the Schlegels, yeah. Yeah, the yeah Schlegels. me and Dave made that up. I forget what that even meant. Uh, one of our, our <laughs> silly made-up words. Something inappropriate. Probably, yeah, probably. <laughs> and, then, uh, and then we had a name called Seed. And then yeah. there was another band in the States that found out we had that name and told us we had to drop it, which was funny. That's bizarre. Uh, <laughs> That's some deep band. research yeah, back yeah, then. I, know, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know how that really happened. And then... There was a place we always used to go and hang out called the Blue Balloon. Yeah. So then we just kind of quickly picked that name, but I don't think it represented our, didn't our get, style. No, you weren't. It didn't feel. It didn't have the vibe of you guys. Yeah. No. Like no. fake balloon, maybe. Yeah. You seem <laughs> more like Schlegels than balloons. <laughs> Schlegels. Yeah, I think so. I think we should have kept yeah. that. I think you should have kept that one. Yeah, that's, but that's fine. I don't know. I thought I'd start with that song because it just reminded me of the band and Dave, and it just it's very vivid. It's a vivid memory. Yeah, it's interesting when you when you said the the Radiohead thing. I think Dave really actually did like Radiohead up until uh, oh one hundred percent. He's just ripping you, Bob. Yeah, he was probably <laughs> yeah. just grilling me. But I think there was yeah. a point he liked up until um, I think he really liked up until like Kid A, and then and then he was like, man, I'm not into that. But he was up, he was into it because you know now that I think about it, he used to steal all my my like I I buy the Benz, 
and he would take the bands and I'd be like, where's the bands? Where's my CD? Where's the band? Because obviously back then it was CDs, right? So the bands would disappear and I'd buy it again and it would disappear again. <laughs> so I remember, I actually remember there's a weird, like, um, I don't know. I don't know if Dave had is, is, like a tough time sleeping a lot. I think he did later on in life, but you know, he used to listen to music going to bed um, and he'd probably listen to, you know, fake plastic trees or, or high and dry and all those all those songs off of off of the bend. So I think he does have a love for Radiohead, but he probably was just grilling me for a while. Cool. Well, that's a good choice. That's a good. That's a good number. Good start. One. That's good a good start. start. Yeah. And I love I love hearing the tie into uh, to his bands and stuff. And I know that was a huge part of his life. Although, for, as you mentioned, when he backed away, like in the shyness of of singing, like he was so good uh, at at like so good performing. Um, like and also like drums and like so many of these things uh that i yeah i mean he was just so good and he would just show up and he would do it on occasion he never really wasn't like this guy that's downstairs practicing all the time he'd just show up and sit down and fucking crush it so anyways that's uh that's dave uh that's that's a good round one how about you jay what do you what do you got up your sleeve you're up next oh um well I guess just play the first song, I guess, Mike. <laughs> Here we go. Thank you for being a friend. Travel down a road and back again. Your heart is true. You're a pal and a confidant. I'm not ashamed to say. It always will stay this way. Jay, you got me already. Holy fuck. <laughs> <laughs> Gotta love the Golden Girls. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> man, what a track. That's a great version. I don't, dude, I don't know if I've ever heard that version of that song, but. I've never heard the full version. No, usually no. it's over by the time, well, the Golden Girls ting- jingle ends there. Yeah, exactly. I expected the first 30 seconds and that was it. I didn't realize <laughs> that long. Verses and a break. And- <laughs> It's a great sounding nice song. Bridge. Yeah. It's a great sounding song. Like the bass is bumping and the like everything feels great. And the the uh, obviously like I'm choked up over here listening to it. So Jay, what does it mean to you? Well, I mean, other than the lyrics, obviously. Yeah. And Mills' affinity with eighties and nineties fucking yeah. pop culture and television, which you would know inside and out, right? Yeah. Uh Mills, he became great friends with Tammy once I got married and stuff. And like, they were like that, like inseparable. And they would sing this song together all the time. And I remember when we were going to Hodge's wedding, like a car uh, road trip and stuff, like they would just bust out and sing that all of the time. Not like, not like once or twice, like a lot of times when they get together, they would, the two of them would just sing the song and just have an affection for each other. That was it's just pretty special. So, and now we're rewatching it again. <laughs> and it just reminds me of them every time that we put it on. And it's, it's a, I mean, it couldn't be more perfect. That's a, that was a good one. That's that a, a great, that's a great one. I'm not going to be able to watch that. I haven't watched the Golden Girls in a long oh, time. Oh, it's really good. And he <laughs> loves Blanche, right? Because she was a, a, a little bit promiscuous. So he's like, you would definitely. He saw a little bit of himself in Blanche, did he? Uh, I think so. Or wanted to see a bit of yeah. himself in her. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. 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 <laughs> 
<laughs> he would totally gravitate towards her. Yeah. For sure. Oh man. Oh man. Uh, that's but a, that's, that's the a... thing. He liked all genres, all music. Like it just it's hard to like he knew every song when it came out. Like like what the band wore that day. Like he just he had a memory for it all too. Jay Jay really you mentioned something there like which is so fascinating to me. Like Dave had such a good relationship with so many people, including like, like your guys' wives and like families. I I didn't know much about that. You know, he would be like, yeah, I'm going away for the weekend or whatever, but I didn't know like how, how much love he had from so many other people. Yeah. Like if he, like he would call her before me, if he was feeling (laughs) down because he didn't want to hear big dad to say something bad to him. Right. Cause Tammy, like she would, she really would coddle him and cater to him. And I mean, good. And he needed that. And she was there for him. And I loved it. It was great. Yeah. You guys, you guys all, I mean, I think that's, um, you guys played a, a may, a major role in getting him in, uh, and then getting some help like the last few years with, the with some of the issues that he was having, some of the alcohol issues. So, you know, Crosby house and that kind of stuff were just instrumental in bringing like the old Dave back. And I don't know about you guys. Like I really felt like there was a year in the last three where it was like, Oh my God. Like, yeah. Like he's resurfaced as like his fresh self again. And it was so awesome to see. Yeah. I agree. Yeah. Amazing. What a song. Yeah. Good choice. Good choice. That's a beauty. Oh man. Just, just, you know, we're not doing, we're not doing upvotes and downvotes, but I'm telling you, that got Jay's an upvote. Jay's winning. In my mind. <laughs> if, I, if, if I was casting a vote, it's a massive upvote. <laughs> I got the tingles. Okay. Ben, you're up. You're, you're sitting over there. You can't move. Yep. You've been sitting oh. thinking about this for what, a week now? Weeks, you know? Been ready. Oh, I've been ready for the hard, the hard part wasn't picking the songs. The hard part was narrowing them down. Right, right. Yeah, that's always the hard part. Yeah. What do you got for us? Um, this is another one, and it, it's a definite Tingle song for me, always has been, um, for the reason it, it's one of those songs that takes me back to a time and a place. Um, and it's in your, your basement there, Bob. Uh, it was it was a jam session. I don't know what night of the week it was, and I'm sure we weren't sober. Uh, <laughs> but I know, I know exactly who was there. It was uh, myself. It was uh, Hodgkiss, Mark Feinder, Mills, and Corey Lund. Yeah, Corey Lunn, right. Who is no longer with us uh, as well. Um, I remember we were having a jam session and I was there. Mike Sheen was the singer of the band and he wasn't there. So we were all just messing around. And uh, I was always in awe with those guys in the jamming session, just how good they could just say a song and just it would just start and you could do it. So they were in need of a song and they had a, a song that they thought that I would be able to sing. And uh, and I remember Mills's drum work on it was amazing i remember just the first drum roll and, I, and I'll, I'll wait for the uh, the song to tell you what song it's going to be um but i was just amazed at how easily it all just came together and uh, i did my best i knew the words i've always had a good uh memory for the words of songs so i remember singing it and there was two versions and i was probably listening to the other version i was probably singing it in the aerosmith version of this song but my first song that really gives me the tingles is uh well it's up next if you want to cue it up there
Great jam. I, I think it's sort of weird that the 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 big lyric is come together over me. Come together. I know. I know. I mean, there you go. There's Dave. There's Dave in a nutshell. So yeah. Um, yeah. Anything else you want to add to that, Ben? No, it's just it's it's so I think I remember where I was sitting in your basement when we when we were doing that. And I think Dixon was there as well. I forgot to mention him on the introduction, but uh yeah, what else can you say? A great song, a great drum lick, and yeah. uh John Lennon in his prime. I mean, that's that's all good right there, man. That's a beauty, and I can hear like I feel like I can hear him playing that drum beat. Oh yeah. It, it's not like in I mean, I can't I can play one one beat on the drums and it's fucking terrible and I'm off time after like three <laughs> seconds. But like, yeah, that's not an easy thing to do. That's not Chris. an easy that's not an easy no. song to play either. No on the drums. And I because don't think it, they practiced it. It's just do you want to play this? And they played it and we played it. It must be bringing back some memories for you, Chris, in terms of playing all those songs. I do. Like I picture while well, you're sitting in your parents' house right now, but I picture what it looked like then. I can picture the setup, the Tama drums, the yeah, the little storage bench, the, the built-in. Yeah, we were sitting in there. Do you remember that, Hodge? <laughs> yeah, no, I do. Because I remember when Mark figured out the bass line, yep. and then we figured out the like the main guitar riff was just like kind of a bluesy riff, and then Dixon was messing around on the lead, and then uh, you guys were singing it, and it just kind of it came together. No, it's it. It's so cool. The the Beatles in 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 our house, we had like a select group of cassettes or like albums or whatever. And the Beatles was always always there. We had two tapes. One was like Beatles Past Masters Volume One and Vita Beatles Past Masters Volume Two. And so it was always on. Like there wasn't like it's not like now you could be like, Yeah, I'm gonna play every song in the in the world right now on a playlist and never hear it again, right? Like it's it really was like those the music that for, sort of formed the foundation of your life and like the things that you'd listen to. And we'd always have the Beatles at Christmas and we'd always have Billy Joel or whatever. Like it would just be certain things that would just sort of echo through the house and that sort of form the tapestry of your, your soundtrack of your life. And, and the Beatles is just such a huge one for, for us, you know, with the British connections and those nice. kind of things. So yeah, it's pretty, that's mm -hmm. a great, that's a great song. Was Dave a Beatles guy? Was he into the Beatles like you were? I don't remember him he being a huge Beatles fan. No, he wasn't. He wasn't. But he knew Beatles he fan. knew the music, right? He knew them all. Mm -hmm. Yeah. But like as a drummer too, like I don't know. I have a lot of respect for Ringo Starr as a drummer. I think he's probably the best drummer for me. Like I, I like a lot of drummers, but I find Ringo's drums always had a melody behind the drums. Like he's playing a melody the same as the rest of the guys in the band. Mm -hmm. And my dad was a drummer. Actually, your brother would lend the drums to us once in right. a while. I forget right. guys were yeah. away. My dad would hold it the old school way, the one stick like that, you know, like uh no, like Charlie. Like a jazz. Uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah. And uh, you know, the Beatles were always on in my house too. So just Dave had a melody to the way he played the drum. So maybe that came from his his Beatles influence. He appreciated anyone that could play an instrument or sing. Like he yeah. just he appreciated music to ev any every end, right? Yeah, mm. he's he's totally did. He totally did. Another great selection. Another great selection. Mm. We got round two coming up, and uh, Chris, you're in the hot seat for round number two. Um, okay, so the, this next one definitely, like, I still can't even listen to it on the radio without having to maybe pull over. Uh, it just reminds me of Dave so much. Uh, we would play the song a little bit in our band, not really, but like it was just a song that like Dave really liked, and Dave loved a good bass line. Like Dave always loved bass lines and we were both really big chili peppers fans like i always looked up to dave like when i was younger like dave was the cool guy and, and he took me under his wing and 
you know, getting to hang around with him and listening to the music and he'd always have all the things and we'd just be, you know, it was just like a really special time. And this song was one of those songs that just, just always stuck with me and reminds me of Dave. So there's a chili pepper song on there, Matt, if you could play that one. That baseline is the baseline of all baselines. I guess that song too is like, you know, the lyrics are really kind of the way I interpret them is just, you know, someone has their own internal struggles. They're trying to figure it out. And that just was Dave, you know, like he's always mm -hmm. trying to, to find his own peace of mind. And that was a song that's just always, always one he would request when songs were coming up and Jay and Tammy to come up a lot to visit and Dave would always tag along there. Their teenage son would be in the backseat all excited to come up to Fredericton for the weekend. And yeah. when we'd be driving around all the time, we'd like Hodge put on the Chili Peppers playlist. Like we had a playlist that kind of just had, you know, all the best of the Chili Peppers tunes that we liked. And that was probably the one that stuck out the most. There's uh, two two things about that. that I mean, the song, obviously, but a couple of things that you said. You mentioned you looked up to Dave because he was the cool guy. Like he was the cool guy. I mean, I went back to photos and just stuff. Um when we were preparing for, you know, uh, a slideshow and all that kind of stuff to remember Dave with. And I'm just like, I look like such a dweeb. <laughs> Dave, Dave looks like this GQ model in like every photo. I'm like, man, I sucked back then. And Dave was cool. And I now understand why I just sort of followed him around. And he was, right? He was he that was. cool. And it just, yeah, it's just an interesting sort of thing to look back on. And I also think, Chris, like to your point on the lyrics, like Dave was a lot deeper, I think, than even we knew. Well, obviously, uh, just there was so much more depth there that, you know, I think was, you know, a lot of self-induced probably pain. But, you know, we, we it's hard to, I you know, I wish we could have uncovered that more. I think we all do. You know, that's probably that's the hardest part about this is, you know, not knowing quite how deep some of that maybe despair went. But that's a that's a great uh that's a great song. And it reminds me of Dave and and Mark Fyander was also such a big part of uh of of your guys' life back then too. I had such an amazing, amazing bass player. Those guys combined were he just was great. Yeah. Just knocked it out of the park. Just incredible stuff. Yeah, it was so good. Well, that's another great one. Jay, what you got up your sleeve over there? It looks like you've been just waiting to pounce. Just wait. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Just, just can't wait. Uh, what TV sh theme show? Did you oh, no. Yeah, Rock, yeah, exactly. Cheers. Cheers. No, yeah, we'll, yeah, go, we'll go a deeper dive. We'll go a deeper uh -huh. dive. So uh, I guess just play the my second pick there, I guess. Go straight for it. Straight for the jugular, says uh, Jay. Hey, 
That must have some fun memories attached to it. <laughs> Who sings that? <laughs> Hal Bruce. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> tell me, tell tell us some stuff about that. Like where, like I I feel like there's a line in it where it's like wake up with the sunrise. I'm like, well, no, nah, it's not. It's I'll, I'll tell you. Here's what it reminds me of. <laughs> so. Like Stu would have parties, of course, right? Infamous parties all the time through from grade nine till grade fifteen. <laughs> <laughs> However far we all made it. Bottom so, of pioneer, yeah. bottom of pioneer. Yeah. Oh yeah. yeah. So like normally I would go up to Hodges to meet Hodge and Mills. And we would always be the first down at Stu's before any party. And Stu had an array of CDs. And we'd all be sitting there and like without fail, this song, we would put the song on every time and just sit around and get primed. And Mills would just all, he would say the same thing every time. He would sit there, especially before the bass line came in. And he's always like, just imagine Big Doob, we're sitting back at the concert. We got chicks and stuff. He's like, (laughs) and this comes on. And then, and then, then he'd do a bass line way up high. And then so when the drums I, came in, bang, bang on his knee, and he would do the kick on the floor, and he would do it every single time. But every time we would go to Stu's for a party, we would put that song on before we got ready all the time. Oh, man. It just, and it was just, that's how you kicked the night off. I never went to those parties, but <laughs> I always heard about those parties. Well, that's how they started. That's how you get going. <laughs> and, of course, John Bonham's another... Well, well you, Mills yeah, loved, the best loved, rock Mills drummer. Loved Bonham. He was just, yeah. So, you know, I know, Chris, you were talking about Ringo, Ringo being uh, uh, kind of a melodic, rhythmic drummer, but John Bonham, I don't think there's another drummer who who uh, played off of the, the bass line or even what the, the lead guitar and the singer were doing the way John Bonham did. Didn't he have to bring extra skins to the concerts? And because he would outplay, like, he would beat the hell out of his drum yeah. so hard, he yeah. could break them on any given night. I think Dave was a pretty heavy hitting drummer. Yeah, oh yeah, yeah, he was. He used to beat the shit out of some stuff. <laughs> Man, that's a that's a great song, and I love I love like um, I have those songs with with my friends as well. You know, like I think it, it's such a cool thing to have like these these songs that sort of glue you together at the beginning of a night. And I can only imagine where each one of those nights would go. I'm sure there's a thousand stories behind oh, yeah. every single one. Man. At least you guys had a, a you know a relatively cool song from a relatively cool band. Ours was Jermaine uh, Stewart. We don't have to take our clothes off. <laughs> <laughs> My friend Colin Harrington had it on a forty-five, like a, an actual forty-five record, and he would had this little portable record player, and that's what he would play in his kitchen. And when we would have, start having our, our few drinks, he'd have the record player. <laughs> Nobody listened to records by this point because it was like kind of late eighties, but he still had this on a forty-five. That and Terrence yes. Trent Darby, those were his two favorites. Those oh. were his go-tos. Wishing well. Wishing well. You got it. Yeah. Still a great song. Still a great song. <laughs> hey, there's no rules. How whatever you gotta do to get the Yeah, order. that's right. Whatever you gotta do to get the night started. Yeah. Ben, you're up next, oh, buddy. Song two. Well, if that was a night beginner, this was always a night ender. Um, in our uh, many, many parties we've had over the years, once things got lived up and primed uh, it was inevitable that dave would either hit we used to call it freestyling but uh, after you know the night got old we the ability to make up our own words uh, waned a bit so we'd always you know rap other people's songs um and i can remember on a few occasions this one in particular uh we did this song and there's not many 
I don't think there's any other people I'll meet in this world um, with a memory like Dave, the ability to recall word lyrics to words um, uh, of, of songs. His uh, his memory for that was impeccable. Um, but uh, when the night got good and we started going, um, him and I could uh, spout off a few good verses. And he loved his old school rap, so I'm going to change the vibe on this uh, rock and roll. But uh, song number two for me, I can remember uh, Dave and I going line for line. I think I started with the first and he hit the second and uh, we were all rocking. It was on Sarah McKinnon's balcony somewhere. I don't remember the year, but <laughs> I remember the time. But uh, song number two uh, never isn't your typical tingle song, but um, it is now because I don't know if I'll be able to uh, to wrap it with anyone again like I did with Mr. Mills. So uh, if you're ready with song number two, here it is. It's like King Midas, as I was told, everything that he touched turned to gold. He's the greatest of the great, I get it straight, he's great. Plain fame, cause his name is known as every state. His name is to see him play, will make you say, God damn, that DJ made my day. Like the butcher, the baker, the candlestick maker. He's a maker, a breaker, and a title taker. Like a little old lady who lives in a shoe. If cuts were kids, he would be you. Not lying, y'all, he's the best I know. And if I lie, my nose will grow. Like a little widow. You gotta play. You gotta go there. You have to yeah, go man. there. You gotta go there. <laughs> it, just, it just screams, Dave. It's scream. His memory was in- amazing. To this day, like I was, th- I was at, like we were having a family dinner a couple weeks ago, and and Dave would always be like the guy you could turn to and be like, "Where was that again? Where were we when that happened?" And he would know immediately yep. the date, where it was, who he was what with, you were wearing what you were wearing. <laughs> It's it's strange, right? And he he just had the craziest memory. Like I've never, I don't, I don't think I've ever met anybody quite like him. Uh, he could just remember everything. Oh man, Ben, what else you got on that? Anything else? Oh, that, that is- uh, no, that's it, man. That's I mean, that's 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 it in a nutshell, right there. And just his ability to, and you, you can see him, you can see him rapping that song, beer in hand, and just going. He uh, <laughs> he was a pretty good freestyler. Like he could make. He up really was, man. Yep. Our our other brother-in-law danny and dave i can remember them having many conversations about old school rap run dmc and uh uh beastie boys um grandmaster flash like just talking about all the old 80s uh rap even even maestro i think he was talking about maestro one time so that they would kind of trade off back and forth uh uh just not necessarily stories but um memories of some of their favorite old school rap yeah. Yeah. I remember being in Piccadilly Circus in London with Dave. We just probably gone to like M- M- Madame Tussauds, is it Madame Tussauds or whatever? Yeah. Like Tussauds, yeah. One of these like weird uh, wax mannequin places where it looks like you're standing with the real person, but it's not. It's a wax mannequin. Um, I don't know what the, the Brits get out of that, but they fucking love standing against like fake, <laughs> fake celebrity wax mannequins. It's very strange. Anyways, Dave and I and my family would have been traveling around there. Um, and I remember running across Piccadilly Circus to a record store with Dave to pick up uh girls by beastie boys on like the 45 it would have been like a one of the was that a small single record yeah 45s yeah yeah little 45 and i remember like he loved that stuff like he loved hip-hop he was a big hip-hop fan and, and especially like the beastie boys and all that kind of stuff mm-hmm. that just that break that beat like ding 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 ding, oh, ding yeah ding. it's just like he would I, I remember him playing it on the drums like it was just <laughs> 
It's just in him. Oh man. Love it. That's a that's a great one. We're going back to we're going back to you, Chris, for uh we're at song number three. But listen, we don't have to jump straight to the songs. Favorite memory of Dave. What do you got? Oh, geez. Throw Choose that out one. there, eh? Let Choose me see. One. Favorite memory of Dave. Choose one. Well, it's hard to pick a favorite, but I, I don't know. One came to mind when you one, said one that. One rises to the surface, yeah. Okay, moved here, shaved the rat tail, year into <laughs> school now. Uh, you know, not only was Dave the coolest kid, but Dave always stuck up for the underdog. So I remember, like, I still didn't really know many people. This would have been grade four, maybe, or five. And I remember I'm coming up the hill. And Justin Smeltzer and Fergus Cross were waiting for me. So maybe this was grade three or grade four. And like they were going to, I don't know, they were going to jump me. There was a snowbank there. And I was just, I remember I was just kind of like, you know, like trying to not make a scene or like get into trouble or try to, you know, get around them and get home. And then I remember one of them grabbed me, grabbed my book bag, threw me in the snowbank. And then Dave was coming up the hill after me for some reason. And he saw them and he came running punched one of them in the face, threw the other guy in the snowbank, and they started running, being like, what are you doing? What are you sticking up for this guy for? And I remember one of them threw a, their liquid paper, and it burst and went all over Dave's pants. And he was so upset because he knew his mom was going to be so mad. He just dropped those pants. And uh, all over his You know what? That's right. Liquid I just knew paper. I had my back. Liquid you know? paper, too. <laughs> yeah, liquid paper, yeah. yeah. Like throwing that back out there. But, but you know, your brother was a guy that it didn't matter. Like, you know, he was the cool kid. But if someone was picking on someone or, you know, he would he would stop and, and he would speak up. And he would do what it took to, to stick up for the underdog. So I'm sure there'll be other memories. That one just flashed in my mind's eye. So I thought I'd share that one. It must have been all that wrestling. You know that he had he had built up. He was a wrestler. To, he, he, he built up that ability to defend people with his wrestling skills. Yeah. <laughs> he didn't want to. Yeah. He didn't want to see his like. What? What? Him, not not a mentor. I'm just trying to think what what you would call like somebody in your protege. Like, he didn't want to see his protege go down. <laughs> go down. Yeah. No, you can't go down. You can't go down like that. Yeah. 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 yeah you know, I've actually that that the that little bit of information that you gave the, like around like him sticking up for people that came up. That's come up quite a bit too from different people that have that have been around or just like, you know, he he always had time for for people when he was, you know, if they were struggling or whatever, he would always be there. So that's that's a that sounds like you were struggling on that day. I've I've been up against for a cross a couple of times too. So I know. Well, I grew up to be much bigger than those guys later in yeah. life, but at the yeah. time I was a fish out of water. There's a there's a period of time where we were all getting beat up by those guys. So. Uh, what about you, Jay? What do you got? What rises to the surface? Oh man, I don't know. Like, there's so many memories. Mills, oh, yeah. like, fuck up. I like, I, <laughs> I, <laughs> no. I can't even imagine where to begin. I remember. Well, I guess one thing that just popped in my head. He would come down here all the time for years and years. So we're out in the country, and boat boating's big down here, right? And he loved coming down here. And I remember we were just driving in the boat, and there's like just this weird there's just a cliff and a rock like in this weird cove and he's like stop i'm gonna jump off that and i'm like what are you talking about and like we're not just 
we're not just going to stop. Like, th- that's just a rock. He's like, no, 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 stop. Like, I'm going to jump off that rock. I'm like, you can't even get up there. I'm like, it's so far away. He's like, no, no, I'll pull into the shore. So pull into the shore and he goes all up to the bushes. You can't even see him. And then eventually you see his little body right up there in his shorts. <laughs> He's way up on the top of the rock and he just jumps in the water, swims back to the boat. He's like, oh, yeah, fucking awesome, man. Right on. Thanks. Appreciate that. <laughs> that's it. Like, like, that's him. That's him in a heartbeat, right? Take advantage of, like, yeah. just living it. Yeah. Oh man. Yeah, I think Dave did a lot of living. I think he did a lot of he's, living. He's lived for more than all of us. I'll tell you. Yeah. That. Oh my gosh. I think there's a there's a period of his life where he wasn't in Halifax and he was over in the UK. And I've heard some stories from that from different people. And I'm just like, if you had if you did have nine lives, like <laughs> he probably used a few of those up over there. But most people wouldn't have made it back alive. Like he no. would just, he was just able to just go, you know? And uh, <laughs> he would, he'd take on those those crazy things. That's a fun one, Jay. You, you told us that story, Bob, about when you guys first moved to the UK. And, uh, you know, I think your parents were a bit worried that you guys wouldn't make friends initially, especially coming from Canada back to the UK. You'd be a bit of um, sort of outcasts and... But like oh, that was the first, dad. within that the was, first yeah. day, Dave, yeah. Dave had, you know, half the neighborhood were, were coming over and hanging out at the house or something. Yeah. Yeah. No, mm-hmm. that was dad. Actually, dad said that, uh, at the, at the funeral and, and which was, which was, which is interesting, I think, as we all sort of approach like older life and like, you know, ironically, we, we look at the times that we're worrying about things that don't make a, any you know, that really we don't need to. But anyways, the, the story was that we were going over to the UK and we we're going to live uh, and go to school. And my parents were probably all worried about us not being able to make friends and sort of like having a tough year. And and we got into this place. Uh, it was Edgar Row Close. And like this small, like little, little roundabout with, I don't know, 16 homes around it. And we had literally like just un- unpacked our bags and then... Uh, and Dave's met the entire street, <laughs> like the entire street. And dad was just like, well, what a waste of time that was. Like, all yeah, the- yeah, why worry about that? They probably were so concerned, you know. So picture Dave being the king of high school here. And then you picture Dave being with the, with that, those looks and that accent, and like now a Canadian American accent in, in, in this small little like British village. Oh my God. Like it was just like wildfire. Like he was everywhere. I mean, that year for him, he would have just, you know, he was in his had, element. He had a million girlfriends that year and was just all over the place. But yeah, no, it was, a, it was an amazing experience. So yeah, he would do that. He would just, he, he was very, very good at making friends and, and, and creating quick connections that would last obviously a long time. Uh, you know, this being an example of that. So that's a, that's a good one. Yeah. Yeah. What about Ben? Ben, what's your uh, oh boy? A couple quick ones. I remember um, uh, another high school one. Uh, Dave's affinity to uh, professional wrestling WWF back in the day, and um, uh, Razor Ramon was the big new wrestler on the scene. And uh, I'd call Dave Razor Dave, and he'd call me Razor Ben, and we'd do these shitty accents like, "Hey, Holmes, don't you come on to class, man?" And I remember there was a guy in our class. I think his name was Scott Woodley. And he was a diabetic, I guess, because he had these sugar pills. So Dave would always ask, hey, Woodley, man, why don't you give me some sugar, man? Why don't you give them over here? Come on, man. You know you got the sugar, man. 
<laughs> and just the ability to do I mean, Dave, it was hilarious. And um, one of the newer best memories I have of Dave, it was after uh, Crosby hosts his last good summer when he came on uh, vacation with uh, with my family and, uh, and the Maddens. We were in PEI and uh, we were at the beach, kids running around, adults were all there. Dave, stone sober, having the time of his life, put on the kids' um, scuba gear equipment. So he put on these super tight goggles with the flippers and he pulled his shorts way up and he played this character scuba dave and he talked in this weird voice which i won't try to do but if you can imagine the dave voice the, the voice dave would use playing scuba dave and like hi kids let me just tell you scuba dave and this went on and we were in stitches reggie and i just died laughing of scuba dave and it's one of the hardest i've laughed a lot at and with dave um but that's definitely one of the best most purest laughs i've had with dave and if that's you know one of the best last memories i have of him being with me and my family that's uh it's a it's a real good one man it's a real good one yeah it's he uh he left him you know with our family um dave would always be with the kids too right and he would always Mm -hmm. run off and, and they'd be playing hide and go seek and like playing soccer or doing or just doing something and i and it made me realize I'm like, I don't do that very much. You know, like he had this like child, like he was so good with kids. So good. He with could kids. be silly. He wasn't afraid mm-hmm. to be silly. He wasn't yeah. afraid to be yeah. silly. And, and, uh, and, and they miss that. Like I know our, our, like our nieces and nephews, they really, they really miss like that part of Dave when he was mm-hmm. around. And so they're big. At any time he could just turn on his inner child. Like he could mm-hmm. be a kid, but like, you know, like he just could and he, and he'd laugh and have fun like remember one time we were driving by Lawrencetown Beach I don't even know where we were going or why we were out there but there was like all these waves there's no one around he's like oh man we should just go jump in those waves almost like Jay's story I'm like right now like we don't even have our like we don't have bathing suits or nothing. he's like oh fucking Hodge come on like it's perfect like I don't know how he would convince me but like I'm like all right whatever yeah. man so then we just you know stripped down to our underwear, jumped in the ocean and just, you know, you dive in front of the waves and let them take you in. And like, he would just be laughing at the top of his lungs, like having like the, the most innocent, funnest time in that moment. Like in just that half an hour, that was just a drive home turned into like an awesome time. And then, you know, back home, like nothing happened, but like he could just live in the moment so quickly, so quickly. I think, you know, I I look at Dave and like, you know, I, I don't know, like obviously, uh, in the wake of all this, we try and like decipher, you know, what happened, why it happened, you know, what we were missing or what he was missing. And, 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 and it's those moments, like, I think he was at his best, you know, like the, just like not thinking, not worrying, just like, just, just sort of living. And, and, and I think, I don't know too many people like that, you know, like he would have those moments where he could just sort of forget everything and go just have like a, have the, that impactful moment that, that you're going to remember it forever. Right. Like, it's just, I wish, uh, I wish we had more of those opportunities, obviously. And and I wish I could see that in my brother more than I did. I think I had my relationship with Dave was different than it would be with, um, with my friends, you know, just cause mm-hmm. I knew the struggles on the inside that, that he would have that maybe other people didn't, but well, he, uh, he lived in the now and I, I envied that. And like, that's why I think, Hit, like I appreciated his company. He made me get mm-hmm. out of my comfort zone a little bit. Like Hodge does the same thing for me. Like that's just not me. So uh, it's it's a uh, it's a good blend. That's beautiful, dudes. All right. Well, we got uh, we're on to song number three uh, of our No Limits. Uh, Dave Mills 
uh, podcast. Uh, what do you got uh, up your sleeve there, Hodge? Okay. So there's definitely been a theme of drum and bass. Um, <laughs> Dave, obviously grade 11, moved with you guys back to, to England and came back a little different Dave. So the song that I'm going to play was not my kind of music at all. And I'm sure he'll, he'll appreciate that maybe it wasn't yours either, but it grew on me as just a part of Dave's music. We'd be driving to the Valley mm-hmm. going on a fishing trip or something. And he would just over <laughs> and over again, he'd play these same songs and he'd be like moving differently and blown. It was like ravey kind of music, but this song in particular is called badass. And with the RBAP, uh, the badass posse, um, maybe a correlation there. It's a drum and bass song from, from England that reminds me of Dave like crazy. And I have a, maybe another story after I'll share with you too. getting worried I, I didn't look how long that song was I was like uh oh is this gonna play for the whole night you know what uh, I think I think uh, yeah tell me the story behind that well it's more the genre because like yeah like I I don't listen to that kind of music but Dave came back and would play it for us all the time I'm sure you guys remember Ben and Jay like he would always be playing that that kind of stuff but he loved it so much right and then uh I remember one time, so I think he was dating Kim at the time. We were at Kim's house, and I think everyone left. It was just me and him. He's like, come on, Hodge, me and you, we got to dance right now. And I'm like, what are you talking about? He's like, no, come on, man. This is I, I would do this in England. Like, come on. So then I, I didn't know what he was talking about. And like, I, I walked with him into this room where the speaker was, and he cranked, I don't know what song it was, something like this drum and bass. And he starts going and like like losing himself in the song and like, <laughs> I'm like, I, I don't know, but I wasn't a dancer or <laughs> dance with my buddies. Like, like just like, but somehow he convinced me to like, just, you know, trance out in the drum and bass song with him. And it was just him and his element and it seemed normal enough to him. So I just know that was a big part of his life and that kind of music. And he brought that back with him from England. Man, I had the, I don't know if there's any other song tonight that's made me like feel like Dave was in the room than that one. Uh, <laughs> because there'd be so many times that he'd play that music <laughs> and I had the same response and it was no, like, it was always like, oh my God, how much longer is this song going to be? <laughs> I, I never want to turn it off because I knew he loved it so much, but like, I was like, oh my God, I can't take this anymore. But but he loved it. Like he really did. He did. That, he did. that was uh it was just like his genre. Cause I mean I like I like um I like some some house and trance and like whatever. I went through my phase of that, but he loved drum and bass and that was like his his thing. But it's it's funny, like even Jay, when you were saying like he'd just take you out of out of your comfort zone, like it sounds like oh, the no. same that's thing. Another, that's you, a whole man. podcast to itself. Oh yeah, all the time. <laughs> <laughs> all right, Jay, you're up for song number three for you, my friend. Well, this probably couldn't be any more different than that. 
<laughs> that's okay that's okay we we've had our dose of drum and bass right we don't need to have it all the time <laughs> yeah it's a little obscure song but definitely something that him and i shared so uh this is my pick number three Heat, love it. And heat, going to the country. Oh, you love that song. I'm guessing that's because you had moved to the country. You said, well, that was part of it, but it initially, <laughs> the weirdest part. Most of our group worked at the depot, bedroom depot in Bears Lake, at one point or another, <laughs> and uh, we always worked like nine to nines, which is unheard of. So you'd work, and, and Mills was working there with us. And uh, at the time, Q104 would have Requesta Fiesta yeah. at 6.30 through the weeknights. And Mills would call every night. And that's the song that he wanted, like every single night. So that that just became a staple at the store, like so much to the point where they were like, you guys can't call anymore. Like we need other people to call them with different songs. <laughs> but even like, years later, like <clears throat> if I was sitting here right now with the window open, when he would come visit, he would come up the driveway. He would be singing that song coming up to the house <laughs> every time, like going up the country. So that, that definitely reminds me of him for sure. That's so funny. The request of Fiesta thing is amazing. <laughs> the home, the, the bedroom depot thing. I mean, tell us a bit more about bedroom depot. Cause you guys, I mean, that's, that's like the most oh, ridiculous. No. That's, a whole, another, that's a whole podcast to itself. I, think. Uh, I can just imagine depot. some of the things that bedroom depot. It was kind of like, it was kind of like the, uh, the Royal Canadian Legion for like crazy teenagers. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I don't know how else to put it. Like we were just legally allowed to be there, but we really shouldn't have been there. <laughs> and they were paying you to be there, or yeah. Yeah. maybe maybe paying you to sell mattresses. And didn't oh my sound god, like Dave, Dave was very good at selling Dave, mattresses. He would like his whole goal was help the old people out the best that he could. Anybody that had an issue, let's give it to them as cheap as we can possibly give it to them. Whatever the rule is of the least amount of money we can possibly charge this person for the product, that's what we want to do. That was his business model. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. That's the that's the big heart coming out of it. Yeah. yeah. Huge heart. Oh, my God. There's a, there's a happiness to a lot of these songs, right? Like, there's just like the being with his friends and like just that used to emit from all you guys. It's just great. It's awesome. Are we going on to Ben? Ben, Ben, you're up. I'm up. I'm about to bring you down. This one's a little heavy. Um, That's okay. This, That's okay. This was this was a song that I would often think of Dave when I heard it. Uh, I mean, not only Dave, but uh, certain times in my life, I think of myself as well. I guess it's a great old blues track by an old rock and roll band. I'll leave it at that, and I guess we'll talk about it after. So, song three, when you're ready. Solid song, Ben. Yeah. Man, that does that ever just speak? I know. <laughs> you guys shared that one in. Eh? 
Uh, no, no, I don't know if we ever did, to be honest with you. I think I don't know if I would admit to him that I thought of him when I heard that song. Uh, but, I, but, but, I, but I spent time, and I know we all did spend time worrying about Dave, um, whether we were talking to him. I know there were extended periods where I didn't talk to Dave, uh, but, you know, you never stop thinking, um, worrying, wondering, hoping. Yeah, it captures that, eh? I mean, I think that's um, a lot of the stuff tonight has been about, you know, the good times and the fun times with Dave, right? You know, there's always, there's yeah. lots of those, but underneath all that, there's like this lonely soul. Yeah. And um, I don't know, you know, I don't know where all that came from. I mean, I, there's things that we'll, we'll never be able to understand. We obviously can't ask those questions. And even when I did, I don't know if there was full clarity even in his his own mind where some of that stuff was coming from um but you know he was i think he was lonely and and uh, he, he wanted a girlfriend he wanted uh, he wanted a family he wanted his friends he wanted he wanted all that yeah, some some that, that normalcy right yeah i think we all hoped he was striving towards it he would get it I mean, you guys all knew him better than i did but i always felt that he was um he was always searching for something like it was always like a hole or something he was trying to fill. Did you guys get that sense? Like something he was always, something seemed to be missing, you know, as fun as he was, as, as we've talked mm -hmm. about, there always seemed to be just something that was just out of his grasp. Yeah. The enigma of the, the relationship he never was able to, to hold on to relationships mm -hmm. with, with women. Mm -hmm. mm. I think at his peak was, you know, grade 12, high school. And then everyone just kind of, you know, that scene slowly dissipated. And I think he was losing a part of himself because he was the king of that scene and everyone slowly started to move on and, and he struggled to do that. Mm -hmm. And then to find his normal or to find his routine or his next step just seemed to be a, a big challenge for him. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I mean, I don't think, you know, I don't know if I, I don't know if Dave's an isolated, he's not an isolated case in this, in this sense. He's a, obviously the one we're closest to and this type of thing. And, um, for so long, I, yeah, we all wanted more for Dave, you know, and, and, uh, and we wanted him to keep riding on. Cause we knew like at the end of that road, we were like, he's going to find that thing that he's looking for. Right. I, mean, I think we all felt like that. And that's that, even that song, like just the, like, even when, when we found out the news, you know, um, that Dave had died by suicide, we should say it. Um, never wanted to believe it. I know. I just, I knew that, um, I knew that it, it felt like there was a, there was this brighter, brighter place that he was going to find his way to and navigate his way to. And, and we all wanted that for him and, and, uh, his friends and family and, and, uh, yeah, I mean, we'll, we'll never, we'll never fully understand. And, but he was well loved, right? I mean, there's a lot of people that love Dave. So, Sure. Yeah, it's hard to it's hard to understand. I don't think we'll ever understand, but I know Dave was um, quite an athlete as well. Like we've talked a lot about his music and his musical abilities, um, and we talked at the beginning about his uh, his skateboarding prowess. I know that he was quite a good soccer player, but did he play did he play rugby as well? He played rugby when you guys were in the UK, I think. Well, yeah, he played a little bit of rugby in the UK. I mean, he had this <laughs> Dave had this bad knack of breaking his leg, so. <laughs> <laughs> he broke his leg, one leg in, because he would go in on these tackles. He broke one leg in grade 10, 
and then made it through the year in Great England without breaking anything that I know of, anyways. And then came back, and then first game of the soccer season broke his leg in Grade Twelve. Oh my god! So he he was good, but he was good. At, like he was good at all that shit. Like he was all he was always he was good at anything he sort of applied, you know, himself to and was ready to take on. But one of one of the uh, sort of uh, I don't know if it's the funniest memory I have of of Dave, but you know, we were talking about stories of Dave earlier, or memories that could come to you. He was playing indoor soccer i think with you bob um yeah. seven aside soccer oh my god and oh my god okay. he would even describe it himself yeah. like he went through again and one of these like dave was a great storyteller and that's what i think drew a lot of people into him as well and the build-up to the story was probably another half hour story to me like how it, you know this was happening and that was happening and he described the whole dive through the air and slow-mo uh, like, this, this was, was like outdoor a, this was an FIFA outdoor game. it was an outdoor game FIFA, <laughs> it was the best FIFA, diving header. like yeah. yeah he said it was just like a highlight you'd see on on plays of the week or something and he dove he headed the ball in the into the net scored the goal and then landed on a shoulder and promptly like dislocated his shoulder. <laughs> dislocated his shoulder <laughs> like i mean the, the the luck of like physical injuries but yeah it was it was a spectacular goal, and it was probably one of the best goals I've ever seen scored, like playing in a game. And he didn't score a goal all season; like this was like the last game of the season. Like he must have been just sure he was going to do it. Sure enough, like he dove, and he must have been like off the ground. Like, and this is like not not the best of shape, Dave. Right? Like, like it's like he's tough to get off the ground. Yeah, it was like a few years beyond the best of shape, Dave. But he was like. Boom. And just like, he must've been like this. It's almost like time froze. And he's like horizontal four feet above the ground and like connects with this ball and goes in the fucking net and then promptly falls down straight down like a cartoon character. It's the ball. And then just like drops straight down hard grass. Boom. Dislocates his shoulder and fucks it up for like years. years. That would mess him up for a long time. Yeah. Oh, it was years, right? What a story, though, boys. What a story. What a goal. What a goal. <laughs> <laughs> what a goal. We we all wanted that goal. So, um, Killer tracks, guys. Killer tracks. Do we have? Do you guys have a fourth in the bank? Or is there a fourth that somebody wants to throw on the table to take it away uh, for the evening? Because if you, if you guys are up for it, we got one. I, I, I'd like to nominate Hodge. He's got one that I think we, we would like to hear. All right, let's do it. It's back to Hodge. All right, well, I guess we've hit a lot of genres here, but I would like to request a song by Dave Mills. You know, Dave could freestyle and Dave could sing and and he could just make this stuff up off the top of his head, which he did in this song here, which I don't know if we need a, a parental warning on on this next one, but uh, you know, this is just, just, is just such a, a memory. This is... Just a moment in time frozen of of growing up with Dave. So it's called the RBAP is in the house by Dave Mills. Yes. Now it's 12 o'clock, man. Trying to roll some hats. It's a door closed. It's Kathy and she's fucking smashed with silly Billy and Toe. Uh-huh. And you make a fine couple, yo. She came in and said hi to the crew. And Bill said, watch out, flu. Not to rip, cause Bill ain't bad. Just Hodge is here, if I didn't say it, he'd get mad Now it's time to bail the fuck out But before we leave, somebody shout Our BAP's in the house Our BAP is in the house Step up and get knocked the fuck out Our BAP's in the motherfucking house Giving the shout outs to all my motherfuckers Talking about Hodge, talking about Dixie, talking about T-Bone Talking about Too Short, K-Rod, Dad B, Flash G Sean, Dorothy, 
Sean Lawless. Oh, yes. Had you heard that, Bob? I had recently heard some of this stuff because uh, Dixon sent it to me. Okay, yeah, yeah. And, and so I didn't realize it. it's funny, like a few years later, well, it would have been, you know, four years later, we were doing like our own hip hop stuff. And we always thought, oh, we're so original. Like, you guys were doing this so much further, <laughs> like, you so much earlier than we were. And he was really good at freestyle. He was really good. That was really good. Was was that complete? Like him, just like that was, just, that that was, was one the, take. Uh, that was that one, was take. one we take. We were sitting at uh, one Dixon's, take. I think. Yeah. And uh, I had a bass. Someone had a drum machine. Dixon had like a wah pedal. Like Dave didn't have any lyrics. We just did that. Like we just yeah. did that, and that was it. And there was a few we did. That one was just. I got a kick out of it too because that was right when the rap scene really took off. Right, so. Talk about influencing a you know a bunch of white guys in Halifax. Yeah, really. In the middle of growing up too, like that was a, a big part of our our music from you know NWA to Easy E to all the stuff that yeah. you know started coming out from that. And Dave was the ringleader. He was just so into it, and of course the best rapper and freestyler and lived the lifestyle and you know the big plaid baggy shirts and the the chains and the hood ornaments and all that stuff. He loved it, right? There's um, there's another one that went around that around the same time when I was listening to these recently, and it was uh, a, a cover of Counting Crows. <laughs> I don't know if yeah. you heard that one. And yep. uh, he's singing, and then it just goes off on a tangent, <laughs> and it's yeah. really, really, really yeah. funny. It's I think it's uh, I think he's talking about you <laughs> or something like that. It's just it is hilarious because I mean he always seemed to bring his friends into some of these freestyle lyrics, but. Oh my God, so funny, so funny. Down at Dixon's house, talk about all these girls and how it strikes up a conversation about a brown haired, curly haired girl, and she wants his bird while he sits in the sub down at Smithwood, and her name is Rhonda Como, I think. She knows you and I Dixon goes with Robin This girl I don't know too well She was here one time at Christmas And that beef shirt didn't smell I checked her out as she sat on the couch Down by Dixon's While we played on his new recording gear We thought all girls were sensual victims with tattoos of Superman on the chest. <laughs> to close the night, um, all of this has been hard, uh, I think, for everybody. There's, there's no question about that. But it's been made easier by so many like people and so much sort of love and support from from every different angle and this specifically you guys like Ben, I mean, we gave out those teddy bears that you guys made from yep. Dave's clothes to our family. Uh, you and Megan made for, for like just a few weeks ago and that was incredibly powerful and, you know, and it's just nice to know that everybody's thinking uh, about us and also your kids are, and you know, it's just these little things. I mean, Hodge, you, you, you've risked the 14 day quarantine during COVID. Thank God we got it done when, when, when we were able to, I mean, the timing actually worked out 
quite well. And now I've uh, I've been phoning you on a regular basis to, you know, tell you I just broke down on the side of the road or whatever. Or you did the same thing. You know, I mean, it's it's yeah. having that that support line to you guys has been really important. And then and then Jay, like you and Tammy, I mean, like you know, again, like you guys. I have to thank you even before then because I think you guys essentially gave uh, us Dave back for for a really solid, uh, I would say, 16 to 18 months, you know, before any of this happened. The support's been incredible, like, uh, and, and I feel like we're not alone. And so that's been, you know, if there's anything that can come from this, it is the power of community and collective sort of experience and knowing that, you know, people are there for you and, and not... Uh, and not sort of sticking to yourself or keeping it all inside. So that's been, that's been super helpful. And, and so I think, you know, Ooh Child is probably the perfect song that sort of summarizes all those things. Things will get easier in time. Um, they will also be some terrible days. You know, there'll be some shitty days where it's going to be really, really hard. But um, ultimately, if we can, we can all look back together and remember, you know, the good times that we have with, uh, with Dave and, and sort of share those experiences, I think we'll all be better for it. So that's my, that's why I'm gonna choose Ooh Child by The Five Stair Steps. That song's dope. <laughs> That's a beauty. That she is. Guys, I think that was uh, that was perfect. I don't know what else we could do. Uh, it, it was great. It was awesome to have you guys on and share your share your memories and your experiences of him. And but is there anything cool. else that you guys want to say before we go? Or nah, man, that was that was a lot of fun. Thanks, Bob. It was a great idea. It was uh, yeah, worth worth the wait. It was good. How about you, Chris? No, it was good. That was really good. You know, like brought back a lot of memories and you know i was i was reflecting a lot during the the whole podcast and i think it was a great tribute to dave there is one other song though that comes to mind and and i don't know if we have time for for one more but with all the stuff that you guys kept putting on there's one that would always hit me hard and make me think about dave even before all of this happened and i just think now and and i know dave liked these guys too but it wasn't because he liked them it was just the song made me think of them and it was uh, He Ain't Heavy by the Hollies. Uh -huh. Oh, nice. Yeah. All right. Well, let's, uh, let's do it. He ain't heavy. He's my brother. a great selection yeah that one gives me the tingles i mean i know as uh you know i i knew dave through bob and uh, i didn't know a lot of the struggles and issues that he went through certainly not at the level you guys would have known but uh you know i'm sure that song really hits home for you guys um in terms of kind of helping him on his 
journey, right? Helping him deal with some of these struggles that he had. I mean, I think the the we could we could all sit and wish we could have done more, right? That's the that's the heavy part. Mm-hmm. But you know, we knew he was struggling, and and of course, we know he was your brother. But we we felt that way too, like he was a brother to us too. You know? Oh yeah, for sure. Yeah. I don't know if there's a perfect way to end this, guys. I think it's um again, you know, I go back to just thanking you guys for everything that you've done and and being there and even doing this has been just a great experience and it's better to better to go through it right so we're going through it together and that's just huge huge for for us and for the family and for for all our friends and stuff so i just encourage everybody to keep talking keep Keep celebrating, Dave. Keep yeah, man. throwing we'll always, always. Man. We'll yeah, always be there not, for you, man. We'll always be there. For yeah, you. always. We're, we're not and going vi- anywhere, Bob. And vice versa. Vice versa. Yeah, for sure. What a wicked, uh, yeah, wicked, wicked night. I know if Dave's uh, Dave's watching uh, from wherever he is, then hopefully he had some fun listening to some of this. No, he's, he's ripping on us right now, you know. Yeah, he was, he's watching. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Ripping on me. You screwed up uh, my stories. I can't believe, yeah, you told yeah. that all wrong. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah, he'd remember better than we would, bro. Oh yeah, I hate that song. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'll just pick that song for. He's yeah. listening to badass. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, he's still listening to it. He's just repeating. Yeah. It. Yeah. Uh, man, what a what a great night, guys! This has been awesome. Mm. Really appreciate you guys coming on. Yes, indeed. Thanks again. Yeah, thanks, Bob. Thanks, Mike. Appreciate it, guys. See you later. Thanks. All right, dudes. My brother struggled with addiction and mental health issues for a long time. Only in the last two years, after attending Crosby House, an addictions and recovery center in New Minus, did we really feel like we were getting our old Dave back. We are forever grateful to them for providing us with that time. To find out more about what they do or to donate, visit CrosbyHouseSociety.com. I'm on my way. I'm on my way home sweet home Tonight, tonight, I'm on my way I'm on my way home sweet This show wouldn't be possible without the support of our guests, friends, and colleagues. A quick special shout out to our mixing engineer on this week's episode, Pat Tiani.